Tony Basilio and News, we welcome you to another edition. It is your Tony Basilio show. Glad to be with you on a Tuesday. We are moving toward Thursday. Moving, grooving, grooving, and moving. Tonight, Tennessee baseball is in action, or I guess it's this afternoon, Brian, over at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. This is a Brian Hartman special. When you ask Brian if he's going to the game, he'll tell you, I, I'm not going until it's about 70, 75. <laughs> so needless to say, Brian, you're not going to be out there today with the hardcores. No, I don't believe I'll, uh, I'll probably be moving into the casual category like Matt would say. Yeah, he calls you a casual at this point. Yeah. But you're, you're, as far as I'm concerned, sane, but I'm cold-blooded, so... I was talking to Smoothie King Tom Marine today, and he was like, yeah, I, I, you know, if I wasn't doing this today, he said, I'd be outside doing some yard work in T-shirt and some shorts. For those listening outside the area, it's it's 40-ish outside, and it, it, and it feels, it's one of those really colder feeling days than it is, and I don't know why that is. Why some days are colder than others, but that's kind of where we are. It feels like us in the last six minutes of our basketball games here in the last uh, uh, four games we've played. What's a little weird is we've got this long daylight now, and it's yep. cold. So it's like a Yeah, conflict. yeah, yeah. It's antithetical. Winter's trying to go out but can't quite let go. Right. Let, me re- let me restart the show here. On your Tuesday edition, Tony B., the great Matt Dixon's alongside, along with Brian Hartman. Matt J., good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Come on, brother. Bring it. I guess you don't want to go to the baseball game tonight, Brian. Brian? Brian's got, Brian wants to go. Brian, I got tickets for you if you want to go. I'll, uh, I'll be there in spirit, bundled up. Hey, in a, hey Matt, in a, uh, the Vols Alaskan. Outfit. The Vols are playing a pretty good sneaky opponent. This uh, Brewer kid that's pitching for um, tonight for Lipscomb is a young man that plays golf with my son Anthony a bunch in the summer. It's one of Anthony's buddies. And um, so, local kid, and he's getting an opportunity to pitch. And that's he's going to be he's going to be heckled then. He's going to be heckled. Yeah, he's a good kid though. He's a, you should you shouldn't have said that on he's, here. No, he's a fine young man. We're proud of him. We wish him well tonight. And, and by the way, Christy Boy Burke was telling me that he had a chance to see Lipscomb earlier in the year for one of his uh, broadcasts. And Christy Boy Burke told me that they have a what he calls a real, legitimate college baseball team. They're pretty good this year, Matt. So this ought to stretch the Vols a little bit this evening, which I kind of yeah. like. I like these midweek games that test you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think they played them last year, and it was a competitive game. They played. Uh, they played at Auburn earlier this year, and I mean yeah. they got swept, but they lost the three games by a combined six runs. Uh, played Georgia Tech in the midweek. They they played a very challenging schedule. Lipscomb has so they're they're better than their their five and eleven record. So it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be. Yeah, I would rather play somebody who can play a little bit versus somebody you know versus one of these tomato can deals where. You look up and it's eleven to one in in the you know the first inning or whatever. Uh, so I'm going to cheer for the Vols and cheer for that kid that's pitching all at the same time. Jerry Palms finna join us uh, on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Brian, when is Jerry Palm finna join us? 
in about five. Are you excited? Dixie is more than excited. Matt's a, right, I mean, uh, Matt, you, Matt, you're kind of, uh, you kind of have your um, March Madness game face on. I was asking Bino Jeff Henderson, can you imagine 55 years of Tennessee basketball, Matt? And Bino Jeff Henderson said to me twice they've exceeded his expectations in March twice. And then W. Lynn, the two old heads, were clapping at each other yesterday. W. Lynn came on here and said, well, the one year we beat, I forget what it was, Southwest Louisiana or some goofy school, and Bino or well, Furman. That's the, that's the same school they, they're playing. No, who Thursday. was it? They just changed the name. Whatever yeah, it was. Southwest, it was uh, then known as Southwest Louisiana. Bino goes, the day I celebrate beating somebody like that in a tournament because they quote-unquote exceeded my expectations, W. Lynn will be the day I hang it up. I mean, these two old heads were going at it yesterday. Matt, you imagine watching 55 years of something and somebody saying only 20 Twice did I get my expectations exceeded for my basketball program, and yet we fill that gym. We fill that gym, Matt, every year. This is the Tennessee basketball. They ought to change the name of that street to Boulevard of Broken Dreams that that arena's on. The Boulevard of Broken Dreams is what they ought to call that, Matt. Yeah, um, you know, over 50 years that, you know, it's kind of sad. You really have only made the tournament about, you know, probably less than half the time. Yep. And see, that's the cursory. That's the that's the um, the, the the barnstormers. That's the thing I say to them, and it aggravates them. Like I wrote today in the blog that this is one of the top six basketball seasons the Vols have ever had, seed wise, and. And I got a couple emails clapping back at me. A guy said, now, yesterday you get on the air and you tell the truth. And then you get in your blog today and you're arguing with yourself. Somebody just wrote me an email. But the, but the truth is, that is the dichotomy of being a Tennessee basketball fan. When you sign up for being a Tennessee basketball fan and not a Volcat, the thing you realize is, you realize that both can be true. You can, first of all, Rick Barnes sucks in March. He's terrible at it. But you're still in the tournament. So, Matt, both can be true. You're still fortunate to have him to be in the tournament. They can both be true, Matt. I I don't see that as an either-or. Do you, Matt? I mean, do do you you get what I'm saying there? Yeah, it's really hard to explain, but, yes, I I, I get it, and it's, it's... Unfortunately, it's why I've told you that, that Rick Barnes is really the perfect coach for Tennessee basketball. Yeah, because we're a tease program. Boulevard of Broken Dreams on Teasia Boulevard, on Teasia Avenue. Teasia Avenue on the corner of Teasia Avenue and Broken Dreams Boulevard. I mean, they had to take Shemeek Waltz Claw sign down because she, whatever she did, she needs to get her sign down. And cancel her or whatever. That's what we do these days. And then the Boulevard of... I mean, if she'd have tweeted something, they'd have taken her sign down. But she just shot into a car full of gasoline at somebody and, you know, whatever that was. Uh, but who, you know, but who's keeping track here? I, I'm not. Nope, nobody over here is keeping score. And so, and so somebody said, well, you know, yesterday, another guy wrote... You know, you were really like, you weren't positive. Positive about what? 
What are you even positive about? We're playing Duke? Here's the thing, right? And I was telling um, the organizers of the Tennessee Sports Show, and, and and they were like, well, what time do you think the game's going to be played? Because they have this deal going on at the Civic Coliseum, which is great. We're going to have Ricky Steamboat on with us later on today. Matt, do you remember when Ricky Steamboat wrestled, or is that a little, or is that a little bit before your time? With a dragon. Uh, just a tad before my time. I think I remember him in, in WCW, but... I believe he's actually a Tennessee fan now. He mar- he married a, a Tennessee fan. Say, so he's coming he, he over. He might get cup check too here in March. So maybe maybe about. he'll be yeah. Maybe while he's meeting Take and greeting a low, a low blow, meeting and greeting and signing signing, maybe he'll have his uh, orange cup on. But I'm like Larry Blackman from Cameo. I'm going to have my big orange cup on uh, because Duke's going to kick me right in my Jimmy the year after. Uh, the year after uh, Shashevsky quits, which that would have been really brutal to get eliminated by Shashevsky. All I'm saying to Tennessee is just can you exceed our expectations? Why reminded me last night, Matt, which is a good point, Tennessee will be a five- or six-point favorite against Duke. Does it feel like that to you guys? Does it feel like if they win, if both teams win Thursday, does it feel to you guys like we're a five- or six-point favorite, Brian? Does that feel that way to you? You you got you're going to see the, the most betters are going to see Duke getting that many points in the second round game against a team like Tennessee, and they're going to hammer Duke. Hammer. They're going to Does absolutely. Does it feel like Tennessee's a five point favorite over Louisiana? That's exactly they're right, a, Matt. They're a trendy upset pick. That's exactly right. Well, Matt. they're a ten point because they're a ten point favorite over Louisiana. That's that's the highest line between a team seated four or less. In the Boom. Brian dropping can knowledge. Right on top of you. Jerry Palm is smoking hot. The guy had an incredible bracketology. We'll visit with him after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. 
We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. 
Tony Basilio along with you on a Tuesday. Jerry Palm reaching out, touching somebody today on this program. Jerry, I saw you styling and profiling on CBS Sports Network the other night. You appear on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Online, tldlogistics.com. TLD so much more than a trucking company. Whatever your challenges relating to shipping, call TLD Logistics. Let them figure it out from there. Online, tldlogistics.com. Jerry Palm, letter grade for my selection committee this year. Letter grade. Um, B. B. Uh, I, I really don't have too many complaints. The Texas A&M was underseated by any reasonable measure, even if you throw away recency bias, which they do, um, and you're, you're giving them full demerits for their non-conference schedule and performance. The seven is too low. And Penn State pays the price, and possibly so does Texas. Um, you know, that's a – seeding is really important. I mean, seeding matters. And I was actually – I had Texas A&M as my last four seed, so I missed them by three lines. I cannot tell you the last time I missed a team by three lines. It's probably happened once in 30 years. It's just hardly, you know. Um, now, I, I, I was one spot on the S-curve for making them a five, and that's two. But still, it's, you know, I didn't miss any other team in my in seeding by more than one spot. Um, so, and I have 49, I think, exactly correct. Anyways, um, so it was, yeah, that, that's just, I don't get that at all. I also think Kansas should have been the overall number one. It would not have changed, I don't think, Alabama's path to the championship, but it certainly would have changed Kansas's because Kansas uh, would have gone through Kansas City instead of Las Vegas. But, um, you know, that's they earned that. I mean, they played the best schedule of anybody by a lot. They have 17 quad one wins, but most of those are against tournament teams because not all quad one wins are the same. But uh, that's just an overwhelming schedule and performance and, and should have been rewarded with the number one seed. Did it surprise you at the end of the day that the um, uh, Big 12 uh, got the third highest number of teams in in terms of conference? Did that, did that come as a surprise to you, the way it shook out? No, not really. Um, what they get, six or seven? Um, seven, right? That's the number, Brian Hartman, seven? Uh, I'm not yeah, going to speak seven. on particulars. Brian knows yeah. this stuff. It's seven. Seven, okay. Um, so that's 70% of the league. That ties their own record for the highest percentage of teams from a conference in the tournament. This is now the fifth time they've done that. So, you know, the Big Ten and, and probably the SEC had more, but they also have bigger leagues. So no, neither one of them put 70% of their league in the tournament. So the, the Big 12 had, the, as far as I'm concerned, the, the best uh the best reward for their season because they put 70% of their teams in. And, and, the, and they also had, I believe, the first team out as well, Oklahoma State. Well, you know, the Big Ten nearly had Michigan, Rutgers, and Wisconsin at one point. They had, I think, maybe 11 teams in, but those three uh, dropped off down the I stretch. I had all 11 of them in the bracket, but it was def- there was definitely going to be attrition in the Big Ten because those teams were going to play each other. and the Michigan Rutgers game was an elimination game for the loser. Um, and then nothing was promised to the winner except a chance to play Purdue. 
but, you know, Rutgers ended up being out as well. And, you know, that's the way it goes. Every team was out. Jerry, those people were mad. Those people were mad Sunday night. Those Rutgers fans were mad, Jerry. You know what? Here's, here's what I would say to them. First of all, A, I've never felt sorry for any team that gets left out. And the reason for that is they have all given the committee a reason to leave them out. Interesting. Now, there are going to be teams in the bracket that also gave the committee a reason to leave them out. But they have to take 68 teams. So if you give the committee a reason to leave you out, and they do, that's on you. Rutgers, go beat Minnesota. Minnesota, the worst team in this league that everybody beat pretty much all season long, you couldn't. Go beat Minnesota. And then we're, then we're, we're, we're talking about you as a tournament team. It's that simple. That's the team I missed this year, by the way. Second year in a row I missed Rutgers. Last year I had them out, they were in. This year I had them in and they were out. They were my last team in, and Arizona State was my first team out, and the committee had them reversed. And you're not even whining about. It. That's why I love you, man. You're no, a stand-up no. guy. You're, you know, you know you the. Know what? There's yeah. nothing to whine about, Tony. No. Because, you know that, like I said, they, they Rutgers gave the committee a reason to leave them out. Yeah. I could miss three. I could miss three pretty much every year because of that, and I only miss one usually. So, um, I don't remember the last time I missed more than one. But you know, so it's just you know that's the way it is. Rutgers gave them a reason to leave them out. I can see the case for Arizona ahead of Rutgers. You know, people complained a lot about Nevada being in, but, mm-hmm. you know, Nevada had some redeeming qualities as well. So it's just that's just the way it is. I mean, they could have left out any of the last four in, also gave the committee a reason to leave them out, as did Providence, as did Illinois, which is a mm-hmm. nine seed in this bracket. So, you know, you know, sometimes if you give the committee a reason to leave you out, and they do, that's on you. You bow your head and you say his name. Um, this is my man right here. He, break, he breaks it down scientifically. Uh, I take you back to the days. Uh, and you got to say this now, okay? you got to say this. I'm taking you back to the days of Roosevelt Barnes now and Ted oh, Benson wow. and Russell Cross and Lee Cummings and Keith Edmondson. Why, why am I... Um, Kevin Stallings, Brian Walker. Why? Why am I saying these names? Why am I, Jerry? Why am I uh, uh, referencing you and Bob Baskerville are the only two people in the audience that get this, and you I'm talking directly to. We are, shall we call ourselves brothers in choke uh, this time of the year? Um, the Vols and Purdue year. After year, I, I I said that just a second ago that our they ought to rename the streets adjacent to our stadium Boulevard of Broken Dreams <laughs> on Broken Promises Lane. I mean, Jerry, are you guys going to you know, do it fun. this year? Are you finally going to do it? We've had a, we've only had a few number one seeds in all of that time. Purdue hasn't been to the Final Four since 1980 when Joe Barry Carroll was our star. Yes. Um, and um, the but Purdue's only had a couple of number one seeds, maybe three, possibly four number one seeds. In the, this might be the fourth in that period of time. But we haven't been a number one since nineteen ninety six. Um, the the yeah, it's it, it's it's if you could if you could ever make a movie about Purdue basketball's NCAA tournament um, history. It would probably be called um, uh, Stuff Happens. 
or something, you know, a little more colorful because it just seems like, you know, they had a chance to go to the Final Four in Louisville in 2019 with a team that wasn't a one seed, but that Carson Edwards was playing at a magic level during that tournament. And there's a stupid play at the end of regulation where Virginia miraculously sends the game to overtime where they eventually beat Purdue and then go on to win the championship themselves. So Purdue is like five seconds from the final four. Can't get an offense, can't get a rebound on a missed free throw and, uh, and they're, and they're out. Um, yes, Matt. I, well, let me ask Matt Dixon something. Matt, what do you think of Carson Edwards when you think of that thick-legged scrub, Matt? What do you think of Matt when you think of Carson? Oh, he, he was he was an inc- incredible player. I loved watching him. I, I wish he had not been in Tennessee's bracket that year. He, no, he was. He kicked his leg out over there on the out of bounds. Matt, come well, on, yeah, don't. Yeah, he kicked his leg out and, and drew a foul. Uh, of course, Virginia did the same thing to Auburn in the Final Four that year. That Virginia team should have been beat in the Elite Eight and Final Four game, and they wound up cutting the nets down. So, Which just goes to show you, and the year before they got beat, if, I'm, if memory serves, as a one seed by a 16, the Golden Retrievers. Yep. Right. And that just goes to show you, Jerry, the randomness of this time of the year. Yep. And, 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 you know, at some point, Purdue fans and Tennessee fans, Xavier fans, these teams that have been bite, biting around the apple for many, many years, playing at sort of the top of the sport. Xavier, several Elite Eights. They've never gotten over the hump. Uh, Purdue hasn't been there since Joe Barely Cares was there. Um, and, you know. Alabama's never made a Final Four. Alabama. The randomness of this thing. Yeah. And plus, there's no Blue Bloods this year. There's... You know, North Carolina. North Carolina took a powder this year. Um, yep. Kansas, like you were mentioning, they're at the top, but they're kind of flawed. I mean, they're not great, uh, Jerry. Nobody's great, though. I mean, that's the thing. Even Alabama, all of the, that's what's different about the tournament this year is that usually there's like one or two teams that you can just throw right into the Sweet 16 or maybe the Elite Eight. You don't have to even think about them. Everybody has a problem this year. Everybody has a matchup problem. There's no dominant team in college basketball. So you've got one seed. But really, other than Alabama's draw, any of the other three one seeds could be gone by the end of the first weekend because there's matchup problems for them in their brackets. So, you know, it's just and that and they don't overwhelm you with talent enough to just say, yeah, they'll overcome that anyway. So from that perspective, when you did your bracket, how many of the one seeds did you or, or the ones and twos did you have getting past the first weekend? Well, I have three of the ones and twos in the final four. I have all of the ones past the first weekend. But I'm, I don't think I'm going to sit here and, and be shocked if, if that doesn't play out. If, the, if, one of the, if at least one of the ones, especially because Houston is dinged up, um, goes down in the first weekend. And, and the bracket, the, the committee did Purdue no favor at all. Um, they get... Probably one of the stronger twos in Marquette, the Big East champion, a team that Purdue's already played. They have Dukes and Tennessee in their region. Um, Duke, a team that Purdue already beat, that's, that's where their young bigs got a lot better since then. Um, you know, they've, uh, they've got Memphis in an 8 9 game, and Memphis is a team whose athleticism would be a problem for Purdue. So, yeah, that Purdue's, got, Purdue's got the toughest path of the ones through to the Final Four. Um, so they may need some help further down the bracket to get there. But I picked them to get there because I'm a masochist. The vol- 
the vols and i mean that's what you do you go all in and then and then you make the pain worse the thing i'm doing this year though and i've done it on the air matt will tell you brian will tell you generally i'm i'm out over my skis it's the thrill of victory the agony of defeat the old uh, wide world of sports watchers i'm just mm-hmm. i'm the skier jumping off the deal and the ski falls off and you know yep. i got to figure out how to land on one ski here and not break my left leg yep. point is this year though I'm I'm resigned to the fact that I have a coach in Rick Barnes that's just not good at this time of the year. I have a program in Tennessee that's just perennially not good at this time of the year. And I got Duke in my bracket. So and I got a point guard that's hurt. And so yeah. I'm gonna I take mean, my one win. Biggest, it's, it's, yeah. Of all the things you mentioned, the point guard being hurt is the is the biggest of those things. And they haven't looked good, you know, without him. And, yeah. and they've looked okay offensively. They just can't close games without him. What do you think of Tennessee's draw? Um, well, I, I don't like them against Duke. Uh, I think their size is a problem. Their size is a problem for a lot of teams. There aren't many teams where their size isn't a problem. Um, but I also picked Oral Roberts to beat Duke because I really like Oral Roberts. It had nothing to do with Duke. I was picking them regardless of who they drew. Um, but... Uh, you know, Duke is, um, I mean, Duke Duke could go out right back to the Final Four. I mean, they've got enough talent. You know, talent's never the problem at Duke. Kentucky's in our region as well. The talent is never the problem at Kentucky. You know, that, those, those are the five and six seeds. Michigan State and Tom Izzo was a seven seed in our region. This is just nuts. Um, but, uh, yeah, and talent, but talent is never the problem at Duke, and talent is never the problem at Kentucky. And talent sometimes shows up in the NCAA tournament. You know, that is true. Hey, Matt, Jerry's really, um, he's really on here whining and crying today. Guy's a number one seed. He's worried about all, is he worried about a seven seed? Michigan State can't play that in a Western, Matt. Oh, no, I hope we get Michigan State. Well, we play Michigan State pretty well. Obviously, you hope you get them. As Jer- Jerry yeah. Palm, by the way, uh, appears on your TLD Logistics hotline, tldlogistics.com. The that great Maury Hanks, to get yeah, State. my NBA scout buddy Maury Hanks has taught me that nine times out of ten in these games, if you take the team that has the better player, that's a pretty good way to pick these games. Like, in other yeah, words, if I there's do. a pro in one of these games and there's not a pro yeah. in the other team, in the yeah. last five minutes if a game's close, the pro's going to score the points. And that is how these games play out generally. Yeah, a lot of times, yes. I, I, that's not uh, a bad strategy. And... I mean, I've been telling people, it's like, well, what do you look for, in a, uh, you know, for teams that can win? I was like, you, most of the teams that go to the Final Four have got a first-round, maybe even, like, top-20 NBA guy on the squad. Those, those are guys that carry their teams through these tournaments, and each of the number-one seeds has one of those, except Purdue, but Purdue's guy, Zach Eady, is the best player in college basketball, and the only reason he's not a you know, one of those guys is because the NBA doesn't play with guys like him anymore. You know, but you still can't defend Zach Eady. So, you know, it's uh, so each one of the number one seeds has got a guy like that, but so does Arkansas, who's an eight. So does Kentucky, who's a seven. So does Duke, who's a five. I mean, you know, these guys are, are in the bracket, you know, throughout. And, you know, that's, it, it could be, you could see some teams that are, you know, that have got guys like that that are lower seeds that give teams trouble. And In fact, that's why I said, you know, Kansas could not get out of the first weekend. It's because of Nick Smith being on Arkansas. 
Now they've got their own guy too. You know, Jalen Wilson's tremendous. Yeah. So, you know, but but they're going to see a guy <laughs> that's a matchup problem for them in the second round if Arkansas gets there. And, and and Dixon, isn't that the thing that's really frustrating about looking at Tennessee's opportunity four years ago? I mean. Grant Williams is getting ready to make a, sign a big money contract, and ironically enough, Carson Edwards was drafted by the same team, and I believe he's out of the league right now. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and Grant Williams, Matt, playing overseas. and he's playing overseas. Yeah. Matt, that should have been us. We should have been, using Jerry's formula, we should have been, and, and what Maury says, we should have won that year, Matt. We should have gone through Purdue, Matt. It's the truth. Yeah, it's the, was, yeah, but I try not to say. I really don't want to. I mean, it's that think about room. that. It's, think it's of no, just gone. think about that. It's disgusting. No, I, I, I've thought about it plenty. It's me. disgusting. It's it's one of the few times that that didn't hold. Because right. look, Virginia that year had the Hunter kid that was drafted highly, um, and, and to your point. Or, Go ahead, Bry. I mean, you know Tennessee, Tennessee had the pro, but he started overtime on the damn bench. You know what else you need? Is someone who just plays way over their head. Ryan Klein. Yep. That that's that's what I'm talking about. What's Ryan Klein doing right now, uh, Jared? What? Selling insurance somewhere. <laughs> you know what? He actually he, he retired after college basketball. He didn't even like what league or Europe. He could have made a ton of money in Europe. What? He he, he stepped away from basketball after. Uh, <sighs> Gosh. Went wanted to get on with his life. Is that his life outside of basketball? All right, Jerry. For comedy purposes, um, by the way, you mentioned A and M off the top. What an absolute screw job! They ran through our league like a hot knife through butter, and as it turns out, the league wasn't exactly terrible. Uh, it wasn't like you're playing in the ACC. Like we were looking at um, Duke's numbers, and Brian ran them for me, and I can't believe they. In this winning streak, they literally they went through their league and won their league title, won their tournament, beat nobody. Jerry, there's nobody in their league to beat. Uh, I don't Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and which is in a play-in game, was one game away from the the, the league championship. They were one game out of first, had a chance to win the league regular season on the final day, and lost at Miami. And they ended up a game out of first. Pittsburgh ended up a game out of first. That's all you need to know about this league. So who's your final four? Give me a uh, – make us all laugh here. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, I have Alabama, Purdue, Texas, and Gonzaga. Wow. And you have the Vols going how far? Losing to Duke. Well, at least we get to win a game. But you, no, wait a second. You just said you picked Oral Roberts. I take that back. I, or I picked Oral Roberts. So I have Tennessee beating Oral Roberts and, and getting to the Sweet 16 and losing to Purdue. Brian, could you take losing to another Big Ten team up in Madison Square Garden? And has Jerry, has Jerry oh, yeah, come to grips with the fact given, that given how limited this team is right now, yeah. I, I would be thrilled if they just got to the Sweet 16. That would be so ironic if they got further than last year's team did that we were all so excited about. That's would be there Tennessee. would be a lot of irony there. That would be Tennessee basketball and Rick Barnes. But Rick Barnes, Matt, how many times has he overperformed his, his seed? The, the thing about the Vols is what's crazy is they gained the system so much with those numbers, those um, the metrics, 
that they're going to be a five-point favorite against Duke, four or five-point favorite, and a heavy favorite against Oral Roberts. I mean, they, they just gained the system. But, Matt, um, your thoughts on the irony if Jerry's, uh, if Jerry's dream comes true and it's us and Purdue. Maybe we upset them this time in the 16, Matt. Maybe. Maybe Euros gets gets ED in foul trouble or, or yep. gets double technicals or something, yeah. He, yep. he would be the first guy all year to get ED in foul trouble. ED, I mean. Zach ED has got more blocked shots than personal fouls this season. Good gosh almighty. Jerry, you're the man. Uh, is there any questions you have for Brian Hartman, Matt Dixon, or myself? Any final thoughts here on the way out? No, no. I uh, We usually cover everything pretty well, Tony. Uh, I hope we do see Tennessee. I think that would be great. I would love to see Tennessee. Their defense would give us problems because they're an outstanding defense. Oh, Brian, we're going to go to the Elite Eight. Brian, we're going to beat Purdue. And not, go with, the elite. not without Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. It would be a yeah. problem without Ziggler. You, you, you're basically your game plan against Purdue is don't let them get the ball into the half court um, because once he gets there, then it's, that, it's all Zach Eady and there isn't much you can do. We're just not defending right now either. That's that's one of the reasons why I just I just don't see Tennessee winning. Brian, what's the last time they won two games in a row? Let alone two games in a row against uh, two NCAA yeah, tournament teams. It's yeah. been a while here, Brian. Yeah, they, they uh, well they beat Arkansas and South Carolina to. South Carolina doesn't count, Bry. They're they're what you call but, garbage. Yeah, you asked when they last when they last won two in a row, and that was when they last won. Wow, two in that's a row. that, and that's my problem. Where's Tennessee site? Where are they going? Oh, Tennessee starts in Orlando. They really dodged a bullet because they thought they thought they were going to go to Greensboro. They thought that Duke was going to be in their region. Uh, well, they are. Thank goodness, though, uh, Jerry, that they didn't play Duke in the same exact building. Where Duke right. just played and cut the nets down, that would not have been advantageous. No, probably not. And plus, not to mention all the all those all those really really annoying Duke fans that would have bought their way into that deal. Go ahead, Matt. Matt. Jerry, what about what about Auburn getting sent to Birmingham as an eight seed, where they could potentially play Houston in basically a home game? I thought yeah, the, sure the committee tried to avoid stuff like that. that, but yeah. Um, Oh, that's how it goes sometimes, though. You know, the teams go in the bracket. They go to their closest location. The, the top seeds are only protected. The top four seeds uh, in each region are only protected for one round against potential home court disadvantages. Um, otherwise, it's all about geography, and that's where Auburn ended up. And, you know, uh, Houston, <laughs> look, Houston's better enough than Auburn. They should win anyway. But I'm sure that yeah, and the Houston fans are going to show up. I mean, you know, Auburn fans, I don't know how much of how much they bought Birmingham in advance, um, but Houston fans could have bought a lot of Birmingham in advance because they were always going to go there. So um, they, I don't know how, you know, Auburn may have a, something of a home crowd, but I don't expect Houston fans to be overwhelmed either. Terry, have you reconciled yourself to the fact that if Duke comes out of our side, a team you guys beat by 40, I want to say you hammered them back uh, in Phil Knight's deal back before the season is going to eliminate you in the round of 16 on their de facto home court up in Madison Square Garden. Have you thought about I, that? Um, 
I, I'm not excited about Duke in our bracket. Have you, have you considered it? Have you thought about like what, of course what's coming it. for you? I, I'm a Purdue fan. Uh, this is the NCAA tournament. I am looking for all of the places we're going to get beat. <laughs> I don't look for all of the ways we're going to win. I look for all of the ways we're going to get beat. Well, oh, yes. I have considered well, that. While picking them to go to the Final Four. <laughs> I, have to put the, I have to put the Purdue fan hat away for a, a, a Which, while. And put the analyst hat on when I'm making my pick. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll be cheering for Purdue if they play Alabama in the Final Four. No question. And I'll be cheering for him so much against Duke, and I'll know what's coming. That Duke, thing, that John Shire guy, that I whole thing. Get there. Because let me tell you, Memphis is a problem for Purdue. That's a very athletic team. That's what we were they talking about. NBA guy, Kendrick, yeah. uh, Kendrick Davis. Davis. He's a great player. The transfer. That's a that's a matchup problem for Purdue. I'm rooting hard for Florida to figure them out because I don't want to have to play those guys. So that's a, it's like Purdue could just as easily Purdue's range is lose to Memphis, win the whole thing. That's their range for this, and they're a one seed, but that's their range. Hey Jerry, how many teams? Any of those things reasonably? Jerry, how many teams could you say that about? And that's what's going to be crazy about this deal in this tournament. Just about everybody. That's the only one seed you could you could realistically say that about, unless Houston's injury to Marcus Sasser is worse than we think. uh, Then their eight nine could be a problem, especially if it's Iowa the way they shoot. But um, but they're streaky. I mean, Iowa could go out and shoot twenty percent, or they could go out and shoot sixty. It's just you know they're 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 maddeningly inconsistent. Um, But uh, yeah, otherwise you know Kansas to the Sweet Sixteen, Alabama, Alabama to the Final Four. I mean, they, they 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 gave Alabama a gilded pass through the region. Hey, uh, Jerry, is there any chance somebody like Arizona could beat Alabama or a you know? You crazy... know, here's the thing: Arizona is the is so weird. You look at their resume; they've got five pretty good wins. Mm-hmm. You know, five mm-hmm. against like top twenty level teams, mm-hmm. and they also have five losses to, out of six that to, to teams that went nowhere. <laughs> so. So Arizona is the kind of team. It's like if they get through the first weekend, because that's where they're going to see the teams that beat them, the kind of teams that beat them. Then maybe they could win the whole thing. But I don't know. I mean, I watched them a few times this year. I watched, of course, I watched the win over UCLA most recently. I watched the loss to Arizona State on the half court shot. I just, I don't. I'm not impressed with that team's uh, IQ. Uh, they just don't seem to play smart basketball. Um, you know, they're good. They, they've got talent, but I, I don't know how, how together they really have it on, when they play. No, the Steve Kerr wannabe will get them beat a round or two early. Yeah, he's a real imbecile, that guy. Ooh. No, uh, Kurt, that Chrysler guy. Kerr Krista. Kerr Krista? Yeah, we've Chris. seen him a couple times, and he is an absolute imbecile. No offense to him. <laughs> I mean, guys like that. They, they, he reminds me of those two, uh, those two goofball Auburn guards that just, you know, they're either going to go off in a good way, uh-huh. or Jerry, they're going to go off in a bad way. And when they go and off in a bad way, they go off in your hands. You know, backs that up. I'm, I'm watching that Arizona, the end of that Arizona UCLA game. Yeah, and UCLA had come down the floor and get a shot, a good shot, but couldn't hit anything. I mean, they were just missing everything, and I mean, they had good looks, just couldn't hit anything. Right. Arizona comes down the floor. 
and makes a dumb pass and turns something over. Or then, you know, once in a while they get like a good shot or get fouled, but their big guy would get fouled as a bad free throw shooter, so they'd miss a bunch of free throws. Um, but they they had like 11 turnovers in the game, and I swear, I just watching the second half of the second half of that game, I think I saw seven of them. It's just. And that's Matt's point. Yeah, yeah that's that's Matt's point. And, and you know what, guys? That's my problem. Since all politics are local, let's end here. My problem with the Vols right now, aside from our history and Rick Barnes, is Matt and Bry, at the end of games, at the end of basketball games, we have not looked good without ZZ, without ZZ on the floor. We're not getting in good sets. We're not getting good shots. We're not scoring uh, that's a problem, guys. Uh, I'd like somebody to tell me how you're going to win these games. How are you even going to beat Louisiana if the game's closed in the last four minutes? I mean, I'd like one of you guys. I almost picked that. I almost uh, picked I'm that. telling you. Uh, when you don't have a point guard and you're not in the right stuff and you're not mad, am I wrong? Tennessee has to have the lead. Has Tennessee to has have to be winning. They're uh, not coming back to win a game late. A big lead. Not only a lead, like a six or an eight-point lead at four-minute mark. Because in a in a close game, they, they're just not going to function. It's just, I mean, we've seen. They it. really need to play well in the first half. No doubt, Brian. You know, and yes. have a decisive advantage after. I mean, I hate to be uh, hate to end there, Jerry. Much love to you. If folks want to scream and shout at you on Twitter and all that stuff and read your stuff, how do they do that? And thank you, brother. Um, my uh, they can scream at me at JP Palm CBS, and I just checked my bracket. I actually did pick Louisiana. <laughs> I don't listen. I <laughs> waited till the end to say it. <laughs> now, Jerry, do you have us going to the Sweet 16? Wait a second here. Do you have us going to the Sweet 16 or, or losing to Louisiana, you clown? You know, I might have. Now that I think about it, I might have. You know, I did my bracket at, like, midnight on Selection Sunday, so I'm a little. Yeah, but you know what's crazy about that bracket thing? The less thought you put into it, the more possibility is your chance to get it right. I, I, I you know what, this year I, I normally do put a lot of thought into it. So, and I'd like to, I'd rather do it on Monday. Yep. But, but this year it's like, you know, the editor's looking for it. I need, I need to do something. And I probably spent, you know, no more than 20 minutes on it. Watch it be one of your better brackets you've done in years. Well, and, let's hope so, because yeah. we have Purdue in the Final Four. So well, nice. that ain't going to happen. It's nice to be right one time in a row on that. To you in Baskerville and the rest of Purdue Nation, I got bad news for you. That ain't going to happen. But I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. All right. Enjoy, hey, enjoy the games, man. All right. Thank you. Jerry. Jerry Palm, one more time. He was fun. Matt, we, we do share something with them in that, all these years, all those good teams, all those great players, them more than us. They've had a ton of pros. They've had a ton of everything. They've had player, players of the year, Glenn Robinson. They have mastered the art of heartbreak. They've mastered it at Purdue, Brian. Mastered it. You know, you know what's going to happen is yeah. I can see it now. We're going we're going to go on a little bit of an unexpected run here. Yes, we are. And then it's going to lose. They're going to lose the second weekend, and we're going to be think we're going to think, man, if they just had, we're going to be haunted all year by the fact that if the guy had been healthy, yeah, where would this team would this have been it? Would this have been the team that made it? Well, if we go to the Sweet Sixteen and lose to Purdue again, so help me goodness, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take that. And I appreciate Jerry for appearing on the TLD Logistics Hotline. TLDlogistics.com. Knowing how limited we are and yes. they got to play Purdue and if they got beat, it, would, it wouldn't it would be as heartbreaking as the time before. 
at least for me. Well, Matt, you Matt, have to wait to see how the game played out. I, I'm in the back of my mind going. No, no, you wouldn't have to wait. You, no, you're exactly right, Brian. You wouldn't have to wait no. to see how the game plays out. No, you don't. No. When you get to the Sweet 16 with this team, you're playing with house money. That's right. Away, no matter what. That's a hell of a coaching job. If he gets these and guys, course, you, might be, you might be playing Memphis. Well, that's right. I mean, and Jerry said that. Really intriguing. Oh my God, how how disgusting would that be if we went to Madison Square Garden and played Memphis and lost to them, Matt? Well, why don't you play Kentucky and Barnes, in Elite Eight? And Barnes with that bitter apple look on his face, like he ate a bitter apple, had to shake hands you with know, Penny Hardaway we, at midcourt. Good gosh almighty. We could have a uh, a blue march here with, with potentially playing Duke and then Memphis and Kentucky in a row. You, well, Brian, and you know what? Santa Claus could come over the moon tonight in his chariot. Hey, that's what, that's what Auburn did when they went to the Final Four. They beat Kansas, North Carolina, and Kentucky. All in a row. Which one? After after barely getting out of the first first round with a guy that passed up a, a wide open three. Well, for New Mexico State. I've been watching On Patrol live, and when I see both of you guys, I'm going to search your person for some paraphernalia. To put it that way, talking like that. It's on the Peacock now. Eight Is it really? You watching it? Eight six five. Uh, yeah, I've watched about a month's worth in the last week. It's very good. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two is the number. So earlier today, our friend from D one baseball um, jogged my memory on him. What's his name? The guy with the really cool, uh, the guy that tweets all the time. Kendall, Kendall, Rogers. Kendall Rogers said that the SEC has focused on a scheduling model for baseball. I want to ask Matt and Brian about this, and I want to kick the tournament around with you at eight six five two hundred five four zero two. And the question is, with this Tennessee basketball team, can we dream? Now, you just heard Jerry Palm say he's got him getting eliminated, which makes me feel better about it. Because Jerry, literally, if you've ever seen Jerry, Jerry couldn't, Jerry couldn't pick a family member out of a room full of Hispanics. And if you've ever seen Jerry, you'll know what I'm talking about. But, I mean, no offense to him. The next bracket he gets that's right will be the first. That guy, literally, I mean, that guy couldn't pick his nose. No offense to him. Great guess, though, Brian. Thanks for getting him on. Um, Kendall Rogers says that the league, the scheduling format, looks like it's going to be two permanent opponents and eight rotators through through um, each year. Now that we're getting ready to have a 16-team league. Let me repeat that. Two permanent opponents... They've, they, so they're going to stay with a 30-game schedule. Now I want to ask Matt and Brian, we continue, and the living listener, is that the right thing for the league to do? Should they have stayed at 30? Should they have added more? Should they have gone to 36 league games, 33 league games? Was there another way around it? Also, the two permanent opponents for the Vols, who do you want? Who do you guys want? We'll, we'll talk about it as we continue. We want Vanderbilt and whom? Do you want to get away from Vanderbilt? I mean, personally, I'd like to play, uh, oh, I don't know, Kentucky and Missouri. Let's really challenge ourselves. I'm I'm staying in my white flag vein. You know, we're going to come back on the other side, 865-200. And that's what I know, Bri. That's what I know. I know we're coming back. We'll keep it live, legal and large. It's your Tony Basilio show. We'll get some calls in at 865 Two hundred five four zero two again eight six five, 
800-500-5402. More on the other side after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
41, Dada Bill, Dada Bill, Dada Bill, Dada Bill, Dada Bill, Dada Bill, Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31, Dada Bill, Dada Bill, Dada Bill, Dada Bill. Columbia's own 7th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament returns March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex. Come see the Lady Volunteers face off against Austin P. starting at 5.30 p.m. Opening game, Columbia State versus Motlow College at 1 p.m. Food trucks on site and parking is free. Tickets are $10 and sold exclusively online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Or check out the City of Columbia Parks and Recreation today. The Mid-State Classic, March 15th. See you at the game. Are you betting on the SEC tournament in Nashville? Today at Action 24-7, use code MARCH to get a 300% deposit match up to $20 on your first deposit. Action 24-7 is Tennessee's only locally owned and operated sportsbook. Download the app or visit action247.com to start winning. Please bet responsibly. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB, back with you. I've... Uh... I've been swerved here, which um, Jenks will appreciate. The wrestlers have swerved me here. So TN Sports Show, Tennessee Sports Show coming up at the Coliseum this weekend. They're going to have a couple of wrestling greats there. Nikita Koloff is going to join us here in a mere matter of moments, about uh, 25 minutes or so. And then the Dragon Son, Ricky Steamboat is going to join us coming up uh, as part of our uh, TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. So that'll be fun. In the meantime, I was asking Brian Hartman and Matt Dixon about what Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball was discussing when we left, which is two permanent opponents, and then you'd have um, eight rotators. You'd stay at a 30-game schedule. Uh, and I will ask in the spirit of my brother Steve, do you guys afford it or against it? Matt, I start with you. Yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with it. Uh, you know, I think you probably need to keep it at the, the 30 games and not expand that just because you beat up, you know, teams just beat up each other and you you kind of need this first month to, like, like Tennessee is a great example this year, kind of figuring out who your team is. Um, and then, you know, two permanent opponents is, is probably good. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard for a lot of teams to find more than like that one true opponent. Like, I guess Tennessee's obviously one will be Vanderbilt. And then, you know, the other one could be just about anybody. So no, I, I, I kind of like that. I, I agree with it. Tennessee will play whom? Vanderbilt and whom? Who should their second one be? Uh, I'd probably say either South Carolina or Kentucky maybe. Could be Georgia. I would assume it would be kind of more geographic for that. I mean, you'd like it to be somebody like an LSU or Arkansas, but I just, you know, I, I'm not sure how how feasible that is with, with the league expanding um, with all those teams kind of in the, in the, west, in the southwest, so. Probably a South Carolina, Georgia, Kentucky, maybe. Could be, I guess, maybe Florida. That'd be fun. 
Sort of the same concept of football scheduling, I would think. Wouldn't you think? They would want to keep some sort of um, rivalry in there for ticket sales. Um, Yes. Like uh, like, like Oklahoma. Oklahoma would have to draw Texas, right, as one of theirs? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe a Texas A&M as well. Play in Georgia or something like that. That's right, Bry. That's yeah, right. You know, so I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, th- I think they'll probably go by geography. They'll try to do a geographic thing because of yeah. travel issue on a Sunday. I don't know. I want Kentucky. You want teams that are close. I was talking about with uh, Throtaji today, and uh, yeah, he he was mentioning this to me if I'd seen it, and we were talking it over, and I, you know, my first blush was Vanderbilt and Kentucky, and he goes Kentucky. And I said, yeah, Kentucky. It give you a breather. Now it didn't give you a breather last year, but no, it's actually not a breather when you go up there. Yeah, that's a good point. Thick air. Good point. Thick air full of uh, carcinogens and whatnot from why, the fans. Why did the SEC schedule like? Shouldn't Missouri like this opening weekend be playing like at Florida for I, baseball? I, like why? Why? I mean, I, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's such a great point. And win two out of three, but shouldn't like Kentucky and Missouri? Shouldn't they play on the road the the first weekend or or so at least? Like that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do that. Really, sure that can, Greg Sankey's never thought about that though. Kentucky, Missouri, and Tennessee. Really, when you get right down to it. Should all be on the road. Should all be in warm weather climates. You know? For this weekend. That's a, that's a great point. Because if you think about it, look at, the, look at the weather forecast. Now, we got away with it for the last, um, for the first yeah, several it's, weeks it's of like, the year. But, but Matt brings up a good point. Why wouldn't you take our uh, team's and that are where we are, and put them on the road for a couple of weeks, like they do in Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, for the most part, takes those northern teams and they'll put them in different parts of the country. You know, um, it's almost like February and March weather kind of flip-flop. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. It's just mm-hmm. one of those weird years where that happens. And mm-hmm. there's always a premature warm-up, and there's always a then followed by a cool down our poor dog lulu doesn't tolerate the cold real well was looking at us like banging on the glass and we couldn't figure out what the deal was and we were getting ready to do our thing today and it turns out it was snow flurrying today here and she's looking at us like what what's going on here y'all this is not you know it's not i trained you people because anybody that owns a dog knows that you think you're training them and they're really training you. And she's looking at us like, what's up? Bino, by the way, listening to us today, reminded me that one of the teams that W. Lynn was claiming as an overachievement, one of his years of overachievement in basketball, Matt, was a year we beat Eastern Kentucky in, um, in the NCAA tournament. Matt, would you claim that as an overachievement if the University of Tennessee beat Eastern Kentucky in college basketball? No, pro- probably probably not. Mm. We, we did beat UMass and Mercer one year. 
to get to the Sweet 16. Boy, that UMass team, I was uh, recollecting That's on that. That's the worst sixth seed I've ever, ever seen in the, the tournament. Ever in the tournament history. Like, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how. I can't remember how that worked out. Maybe they had an injury, but that team... That team didn't no. look like a tournament team to me. That uh, and the eight, the A tens a one bid league now, and they were somehow a six seed that year. They were well, the A ten lost other people, but that they're brutal. I saw where Temple fired uh, Aaron McKee yesterday. Great player, Aaron McKee and Eddie Jones will never be forgotten by the living. Family. You know, uh, they got that, ripped off against like the, uh, the Fat Five. They got ripped off. I'm just going to say it for the record. They got ripped off in the Elite Eight. I'm just going to say it for the record. Let's say it for the record. But but I'll tell you this, Brian. I'll tell you this about, um, um, like, Temple right now. City of Philadelphia, first time since 1978. First time since 78. First time since 78. Not one. One. NCAA tournament team out of the six, the the six in the league, the city six, or the big five as they used to call them. I, you want to include Drexel in that? It's a city six. That's nearly impossible to do. But here's Temple's problem, guys. They used to be in a league that was geographically tied to their school, where these kids all kind of played against each other and. You would go over here and this thing. You would go play at this school or that school or West Virginia or whomever, Penn State. And, you know, you'd have kids and you had a geographical tie. Now you got Tulsa, Cincinnati, Houston. Literally nobody cares. So that ruined their basketball program. Plus, and they did that for football. Because they wanted to try to play their cosplaying at college football, and they destroyed one of the all-time winning programs uh, in the history of college basketball. If you look it up, Temple. So go ahead. I'm sorry, Brian. Yeah, uh, he kind of did the uh, Patrick Ewing thing. He was a great player. Goes back to his alma mater to coach, and it just didn't work out. But what happened? That I don't. Th- I don't think that was quite as big a disaster as Georgetown was with Ewing, yeah. which is really sad. Oh my gosh! That, that a great a great player has to be remembered as just such an abject failure as a coach. Everyone forgets he was such a great player there. And how could Georgetown? How could they fall into such disrepair? How does that happen? George, holy well, paranoia! Been, yeah, he he really should have been fired. Well, holy paranoia, city boy, you self destroy you. How could that happen? Yeah, they let him sit there long enough to where it just completely. Blew I mean, up in their you face. talk about a program back in the day that had some sweet players from the Michael Jacksons of the world, the Ewings of the world, the Horace Broadnaxes of the world, the Alonzo Mornings of the world, the Allen Iversons of the world. How many games they win this year, Brian? Total? Five? I think. I think they've won maybe 10 total the last two years. Did they lose like 38 straight league games, some crazy thing like that? Did I see yeah, that? I think they lost like a high, in the high 20 number of straight <sighs> league games. Good gosh almighty. Let's go to the phones. We'll get as many people in here as humanly possible. Hello and welcome in. Live on the Basilio show on a Tuesday with uh, Nikita Koloff coming up. 
W. Lynn, and Dino said you deserve a Russian sickle for trying to claim that Eastern Kentucky was a season of overachievement, beating them in March. Well, well let me let me uh, uh, let a me, sickle. Uh, he wants to give you a hammer and a sickle. Let me have a response to that. A lariat. Bino wants to Bino, give you a lariat. Bino and I, at that point in our lives, had been following Tennessee basketball for 14 years. We had had seven 20-win seasons. Most of it was Ray Mears. And never, never won an NCAA game in our history. So, yes, that was a big deal. Winning our first NCAA game was an overachievement. Matt Dixon, Matt Dixon, are you going to now recant what you just said with him providing some context that that was the first time he had seen us win an NCAA tournament game, and he was surprised it could even happen against anybody, Matt, against anybody, Matt? No, no, yeah, there's a a lot of truth to that, and that's probably before the field expanded to 64 teams, so it would... Yeah, I mean, just just making it was actually a big deal, unlike today. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I can see that. I, yeah, that's just a different. And we won the SEC life. tournament that year. Say, we won the SEC tournament. Say, Bino, you know, Bino, you really need to He's quit. Not a basketball fan, that Bino. Yeah, what's wrong with you, Bino? You need to quit <laughs> pooping on people, Bino. You clown. Once you let W. Lynn have his fun, man, don't tell him. Love you, Bino. You know, that's how bad it is, O.W. Lynn. When well, we're claiming Eastern Kentucky as an overachievement for our program. I'll, I'll say this. There were less teams, ever. though. The first. Mr. Haslam had first. never seen us win. Dr. Earl, basketball league's dad, had never seen us win. Where, where is uh, a where is uh, a great, great question? You know, you know, you, you bring up some interesting stuff there. W. Lynn, how much heartbreak have we endured in hoops, man? These guys owe us something, not this team, not this coach. Yeah, I know. But do something we're not expecting, damn it. Win one time, one freaking time, one time. Do something we're not expecting, one time. All the officials need to get together. I think there's a hundred of them. we got to do it for Barnsley this year. Do it for Barnsley. Me, Better let, apple barns. Let me in on baseball, okay? Yep, yep. Here's what I would like to see, and I, I've got a plan for this in the major three sports. Love it. 30 SEC games in baseball. Okay. Here's something I'd like to see. Six power five games. Three home, three away. Could be NC State at home, Ohio State on the road. Then you reverse it next year. I would like another home three-game series with a power five. And we'd have to play on the road. So you're telling me that Tony Vall's Jerry Green schedule is not doing it for you? That when Jerry used to play, Jerry used to play the entire, uh, what was that league called one year, Brian? He played that entire league at one year in his non-league schedule. Oh, uh, the Big South, maybe. And he would tell us how he won 20 games. I'm like, Jerry, Jerry, one year we we were down twenty four points to UNC Asheville, Matt. I don't know if Matt Dixon yeah. remembers this, but we beat them, and the students rushed the floor. Complete Is that outrage? W. Lynn, am I lying, or did that happen? You're 
That was tough. I refused to raise rush the, the banner. A rush the floor. No wonder we have an orphaned Elite Eight banner at the top of our building. Now, here's, here's who I would like to have as our two permanent. And of course, one's Vandy, but right. the other one goes back to my days when I was watching Holloway up to Allen Cockrell. People don't know it. The, the divisions were east and west. All right, hang on. Let's guess it. Division. Let's guess it. Brian, who's he going to say? Hang on, W. Lynn. Who, who's W. Lynn going to say he wants to see the other permanent opponent Ben, Go ahead, Brian. Um, I'm going to give either one of these guys a $25 gift card to Alumni Hall if they can get it. Hang on, W. Lynn. We're going to okay. reward so our panel here. This is, this is, this is conference uh, for, uh, let me think. Yeah. Who does he want? Think old school. Think think old school, Brian. Think old school. You're not buying a car. Throw a team out there. Auburn. All right. He wants Auburn. Matt, what's W. Lynn going to say? I'll take Ole Miss. All right. And who is it, W. Lynn? Let me tell you this. If you played a Western team back then, it was a non-conference game. It didn't even count. So you guys both lose. Okay, well, I'll keep my okay. copper card in my pocket and keep well, my powder have, dry. You didn't have a Western division. What a couple of losers. What a couple of losers. Four Eastern teams six times. Yep. Three home, three away. The most bitter rivalry I remember watching from that patio KA house was Florida. That's who I want to play is Florida. Matt Dixon, are you for that or against that, or is that too difficult for Tennessee? Would that be unpatently unfair? If we drew Vanderbilt, Florida, Florida is one of the top teams in the in, in the deal this year. I'm for it, Tone. Why? I'm for it. This is this isn't college football. You it, need you need to play guys and boost your your resume. It's unfair. Oh, you, you can go play softball, then, Tone. I want to play Kentucky. Well, I'm, I'm just telling you, those old days against Florida, that was a better, better rival. Oh. I just remember that. Oh. Course, we'd, you know, we'd lose a series usually down there, but we knew we had them at home. Oh. Wild up, the fans. Oh. Now, in the three new ballpark, three at home. and the kids still sit out there and scream, and I, I, you don't even notice that. The, the kids are kind of locked out now, aren't they, in the new ballpark, yeah, W. Lynn, aren't blocked, they? Yeah, they're blocked out. They're blocked out. They're not out. on top of everything. They're not on top of everything like they used to. Yeah, be. they're blocked out. I remember the old days, man, when those kids would just sit out there and scream whatever they wanted to scream, boy, and boy, would they scream things. Woo! Hey, hey Tony, we had a sound effects record. You know, I with a speaker half the size of a human, hey, pitcher, we got your girlfriend up here and play a woman screaming. What? What? Vanderbilt coaches arguing a call. We play a baby crying. You know, Alan Cockrell hits a home run. We have a jet taking off. Oh, we we were we had those people to bring those back. That's like a bad B movie right there, W. Lynn. That sounds like something that would air and. Saturday afternoon on WPHL TV 17 in Philly back in the day. I know you play something like that now or say that. <laughs> D- hey, uh, w. Lynn, thank you. Yeah, I don't think the woman screaming, I don't think that's going to go over too well in 2023. But uh, let's go back to the phones, get our next call in on a day where we're mixing the March Madness with the baseball, with uh, a little bit of wrestling here coming up. Hello and welcome in. Tony B. Yo. Hey, it's Richard. Hey, Richard. Welcome in, buddy. Oh, man. Good good to be in. Yes, sir. Uh, 
Hey, I tell you what. Uh, uh, first of all, let's talk a little NCAA basketball. And uh, um, first of all, before the season always begins, and when you start talking as the teams are starting to play and form the resume, everything is always said about one thing going into the NCAA tournament throughout. Yes, the year. it's a game of what matchups. Period. Doesn't matter about anything else. It's a game of matchups, and how does your style, your team, what they have, match up with the team they're going to play? Period. That's what it's the entire tournament is about. Unless you just got one of those super teams, it don't matter. They match up against everybody. This year, nobody has that kind of team, so it's a matchup thing. The one thing going through the year, we've always said that if Tennessee gets in a draw in the tournament, to where the teams that they play, every team they play is an inside-out team that matches what we do. Big guys, that looks to the inside, kick it to the outside. That would be a beautiful dream bracket for us because that's our strength. Our strength are our big guys, even though sometimes they're really inconsistent, but that is how Rick Barnes loves to coach. That's who he loves to coach against, our teams that are going to try to stress the big guy and then kick it out. That's our defense. That's how it's set up to play. Uh, everything we do. And what did we draw? Louisiana. What do they do? They try to go to the big guy. If we went just to go by chalk, what does Duke do? They have a seven footer and then a six ten guy. They try to play inside out through everything they do. They'll they'll widen it a little bit more, but still they're not that team that's you know four guards wide open shooting threes and running everywhere and pressing you. And then if we won that one, we get Purdue, which is the ultimate inside-out team with a big. And we have the bigs to play in all these games. Elite Eight. So Let's make a run. Let's make a run, Richard. What do you well, say? Well, you know, in, in this tournament, you can lose any game. They, they could lose Thursday night. Uh, you could go out and shoot 3 of 20 from three-point line and go home. And, and Louisiana packs it in and says, if y'all hit your shots, you win. If you don't, we got a chance to upset you. That can happen. That happens every year. But the matchups are favorable. I know it hurts without uh, Zakai not having that true point guard. But again, it's about what the teams do and what they're going to, you know, stress your team as. And I think it match it, it matches up as best as we can have. Especially, you know, like I said, the injury is the injury. But what you're going after to play with, can you not say that there's we don't play in Missouri unless we play Memphis um, in the Sweet 16 because they upset Purdue, correct? That is correct, yes. Okay, so right now it's the best we could hope for. Um, it's, it, it is what it is, and we'll see what happens. Well, you know, ball's going to be thrown up in the air Thursday night, and we're going to see what happens and what Tennessee teams. I think the teams are going to play well. And I think, uh, uh, you know, everybody's are, everybody's already put Duke into the Final Four. Duke is the biggest number yep. one Final Four pick along with Alabama. That's right. They got them two playing against each other. House money, Richard. It's a, you know, and, and, and kind of like if Tennessee wins that first game, really, if our fan base is honest, that's our expectation. Right? I mean, let's be, okay, you get no's, no's easy. You know, that's like hold and serve. If you win a game, that's holding. If you go out Thursday night, people are going to be furiously mad. Okay, sure. fine. If you lose to Duke Saturday afternoon in that national window, we'll be on here for two or three hours putting the season to bed. Yeah. 
and it's not like it's going to be some kind of um I just don't think people are going to be furiously mad at Rick Barnes. I just I just don't. I think most people wow. are going to look at it and say, "Hey, you know what? It is what it is." Tony the Barnstormers are always going to be mad at Rick. Well, that's a good point. I mean, they're never ever going to That's be mad. And here's, and that's here's, a good a point. point. Let's 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 talk about that real quick. Over the last six years, let's yep. just take SEC schedule yep. only at non-conference. Take it out. You know who the winningest SEC team is over the last? Oh, six it's years? Barnes. Yeah, right. He two games over Kentucky, and then third place team is Auburn, eleven yep. games behind us. Yep. Consistency has been but, wonderful. But you know what they say? You know what they'll say to you? That's why he's regular season Rick. I mean, to me, those people are cheese movers. Look, I get that he's not good in March, and I get he's not the best, like, in-game tactician. He's not. I mean, that's, you know, he's just not. Um, But he's pretty darn good, and you could do a whole lot worse. That's the moral of the story. Ask Texas. Ask Texas if you could do worse. The last time I looked, I count the whole season. I don't look at I agree with that. I I enjoy basketball throughout. I agree. And now, uh, and hope that we finish well at the end. But I enjoyed the whole year. Now his team this year, I give him credit, was kind of boring and maddening. But this was kind of the exception. This year's team was boring and maddening. But um, that that's just me. I, I grew to be a little tired of this year's team, and I hope they shock me. I hope they surprise me, Richard. But I'm not uh, I'm not counting on a long stay in March this year. And and who knows? And it, and it, it it's a flip of the coin yep. sometimes. Once you get into that round of thirty-two, especially, yep. And that's how the games go. Hey, real quick, Tony. So yes, sir. You got wrestling stuff coming. Yes, up. sir. Did you get a chance to watch all that big special that they had on you know wrestling overall? You know WWE, WCW, the history of wrestling, and just you know it's big times and stuff. Did you see any of that on the on A and E? Yeah, it was really good. The last couple of weeks, yeah, it was really good. Yes, uh, it, because my favorite time in wrestling, Tony, was when um, when the NWO started. That two-year window. Oh my gosh! Was the greatest time in in world professional wrestling. I totally thank you, Richard. I I used to, and I appreciate the call. I used to s- literally sit there on Monday nights and watch that stuff live and go back and forth. And I go three or four or five shows a year. As a kid growing up, we used to go to Philadelphia Spectrum all the time, watch WWF. I mean, Bruno San Martino was like a patron saint of the in the Italian household when I was a kid. I had my uncle Jake, my late great uncle Jake, would go down to uh, the uh, get down to the TV tapings. They go over to Hamburg, Pennsylvania, and Matt, we were talking about this. I mean. Bino talks about, like, I think it was, like, his grandmother. I mean, people, that was as serious to them as Tennessee basketball is to you, okay? And that's no joke, Matt. Nobody here joking. Oh, no. No, and then you get the territorial stuff, like like Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and there'll be just grandmas in the front row waving their canes at the rest. I mean, it's, it's some of the greatest entertainment you can ever have. And then I'll never forget the day that Ron Wright passed away here. 
and we had uh, Mayor Burchett call in, basically in tears. Um, I mean, and and the way we just stopped our show that day, and did like uh, ninety minutes to two hours on it, and I wasn't around here for that, but but I know of you know. Um, the the days of Ron and Don Wright and Whitey Caldwell and and and, and all those things and you know and then something happened to it it like jumped the shark it's really strange because I just don't think like Nikita Koloff Ricky Steamboat the guys that TN Sports Show are going to draw a crowd. Because people, um, people connected with it. People connected with it. And I don't know if the guys of today are going to have that. Well, I know they don't. They just don't have that same emotional connection that those guys did. Which I think is kind of an interesting aside to this whole deal. Brian yeah, and Matt, it, it peaked, yeah, it peaked there in the, it peaked. the mid to late nineties. Yeah. yeah, like like Richard said. I mean, Hulk Hogan joining the NWO is like the to me like the the greatest moment of, in wrestling yeah. history. Like that's when like wrestling was at its best. Was that like three or five year span right after that? When he pulled that um, yellow spray paint out and spray painted NWO on somebody's back, literally was like the was it Savage? Attacked. It was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen. Yeah, Savage. They they beat up Lex Luger. Lex Luger was kind of like the Butch Jones of of wrestling. It's pretty next level. Uh, anytime you call somebody the Butch Jones of wrestling, you know that's a great sign. We were talking a second ago, guys, Richard and I. I hate to say this out loud, but I don't trust us late in these games to function well. Is that? Can I say that, guys, and it not be offensive? I mean, I love the concept of we can beat anybody, and you can beat anybody. Unfortunately, at the end of games, we just don't look like we can beat anybody. I love the magical thinking, though, that Richard just gave to us, that we're going to you know, go to the Elite Eight. Guys, great match. I love magical thinking. I'm all for it. I, I partake in it from time to time. I'm just having trouble with a team that in the last four minutes of a game that doesn't get into its offense, minus our point guard, thinking that we're... And then defensively, we've just gotten, like stats by Will Warren said, we've just gotten ripped apart defensively in half a half, half of the halves we've played without him. We've gotten ripped to pieces. So how we're going to go to the elite, I mean, that's great. It's great thinking. It would be... The most unexpected run of any team I've ever watched in my life if the Vols went to the Elite Eight. Can I say that out loud? Yeah, I think I can. I'm talking about the Eagles, the Sixers, the Flyers, the Phillies, my Temple Boys, the Vols in football, the Vols in baseball, the Vols in basketball. Am I wrong, Brian? I mean, you have to look at – you really have to hope that 
things happen in the NCAA tournament is something where things have happened that you wouldn't see of, uh, you know, teams go on surprising runs all the time. Yep. Scenarios play out that you don't, that, that don't really come into your mind before it starts there. You know, you just, you just don't know somebody. Yeah. It, it's probably, I, I can just see it right now. We're, we're going to actually go on a little bit of a, I can see him getting to the second weekend and then they get exposed and we're going to be thinking, Man, if Ziggler just doesn't get hurt, this team could have been there. I, I know that I just have a feeling that's what's going to happen. I've just got this strange, weird feeling that's what's going to happen. 865-200-5402 to our call. Stay right there. We'll get some more in. And also Nikita Koloff joins after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. 
The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I'm a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohee Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I bow his head, ladies and gentlemen, when I say his name. The great Nikita Koloff now joining us. He's going to be in town as part of the TN Sports Show meeting and greeting with the living van and the living listener uh, this weekend. And Nikita Koloff, I welcome you in against the backdrop that you are talking to somebody that greatly, and I mean greatly, appreciates all the sacrifice that folks like you made. Uh, and it's funny in our journeys, right? Because I was reading your bio. I did not realize, as I welcome Nikita Koloff in, that you were getting ready to try out for the USFL. Uh, when you decided uh, to give wrestling a shot, um, it's crazy the twists and turns we, we, we take in our lives, isn't it? It is. And thank you. Thanks. Thank you for having me on, by the way. Yes, sir. It's an honor, and I'm really looking forward to coming to Knoxville and, uh, and, and being able to see all the amazing fans there in Knoxville. Uh, I, I call them defining moments, my brother. Defining moments. I don't think there's anyone listening now uh, that couldn't look back at their life and see something that happened in their life that would be a defining moment. That that something happened that maybe they thought they were going in one direction. Something happened and it turned them into a different, turned me in a different direction. And that's certainly uh, my wrestling career certainly uh, lives up to that. Because yeah, I was I was 
you know, my sight, my heart, my passion was football. Never dreamed of being a pro wrestler. Uh, never in a million years thought I'd have the career I had. Yeah, and it's just, it's just, it's amazing. I have to pitch myself sometimes. Who in the USFL were you going to try out for, Nikita? I was a big fan of that. I collect stuff from that league, so I'm kind of a goofball. But who were you going to try out for uh, from that league? Do you remember? Oh, I absolutely remember. So check this out. Little little backstory for your listeners. A little quick backstory. So so it was the, the, the Tampa Bay Bandits. Steve Spurrier was the coach. And uh, ironically, had I gone down to try out for that team, two recognizable names that, that wrestling fans would know were on that team, one by the name of Ron Simmons and the other by the name of Lex Luger were on that right. team at that time, yep. and, and only later would I end up obviously meeting them and facing off against them in the squared circle. What's funny about Simmons is he was a couple-time All-American, an incredible player at Florida State. Larry Fole, uh, Lex Luger, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. The late, great Reggie White, we were talking one time, and, uh, and I got to know Reggie a little bit. Really interesting guy, but... He said to me, he said, Tony, in Memphis showboat camp, they had Larry out there trying to block me. He couldn't play. He said he couldn't move. He said, I was just going around him like. I mean, can you imagine poor uh, Lex Luger trying to block Reggie White? <laughs> Lex has a, a Reggie White story of, of uh, and I think this is, might have been when, because, you know, Lex was, was on the Green Bay squad, you yeah. know, uh, reserve squad or something for a while. Man, he tells a story. I, I can't do it justice. I don't remember all the details about how, how Reggie ate his lunch at, at, at a practice one time. So anyway, I'll just leave it right. So that was so that was true. So this is not that wasn't Reggie just kind of uh, uh, I don't know what you call like humble bragging one day. That's probably true. He said, Tony. He said the guy is an unbelievable physical specimen. He said, I, I, and you know what's funny? He said I looked up one day and I thought I know that guy. Because Reggie, you know, Reggie had that personality. He loved wrestling. He was like, I, I know. Yep. You know, a funny thing, right, down through the years. So when I was a kid and used to run around the wrestlers, uh, the, uh, the, 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 basketball, the football players here, one thing I've always noticed is that professional football players love professional wrestlers and professional wrestlers love football players. And I've always thought that's an interesting thing down through the years. Your thoughts? Yeah, interesting dichotomy, right? But 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 very true. And many 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 football players or, or a number of football players made the transition into professional wrestling. Big Cat, Ernie Ladd, and, and Wahoo McDaniel, some legendary names, as well as many others. Uh, but just I guess great athletes, right? So so you know, looking back, I mean, you know, high school, college, you know, I was passionate about football and intending on playing at the professional level. A door of opportunity opens up for this wacky world of professional wrestling. I take advantage of an open door. And, of course, the old cliche, the rest is history. But, uh, yeah, no doubt. It is uncanny how how each, I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers, right, does the Ric Flair belt thing. You there know, you go. When he scores a touchdown. I mean, you just go, yeah. Uh, I think uh, 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 the, the quarterback for Kansas City, uh, he has his own wrestling belt, right? I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just funny, right? And so we're joined today, Nikita Koloff joining us, who grew up in Minnesota, and then a short while later, his his high school friends were seeing him on television. Uh, 
Um, that guy was in my graduating class, but he's speaking in a Russian accent. And and you were doing your deal in, in the days of kayfabe, right? So you sold out 100% to the gimmick to the point where you change your name to the point where when you're not on camera, you're basically doing Nikita Koloff. How hard was it for you to immerse yourself in that, and how much fun was it? You know, it was a ton of fun looking back, and, and I didn't know this term until later on in life uh, from the acting world. It's called method acting, where you literally project yourself. So that's what makes, uh, you know, let's just say an Al Pacino so good, right? Or what, I'm not saying I'm Al Pacino, don't, don't get me wrong. But the point being that I projected myself into that character, and you are 100% correct. I lived, ate, and breathed it to protect the kayfabe in the old school days. And, and, and even, my brother, even, even three years post-retirement, I maintained the accent in my gyms that I owned, <laughs> anywhere I went. I still maintained it, still protected the business. So, and, and that's just so, that's the thing that's really criminal to me about, and I don't want to be one of these older people that bags on today's wrestling, but it doesn't speak to me the way what you guys did spoke to me. I grew up in the Northeast on WWF, and, you know, Chief J. Strombo was an Italian guy, but he was an Indian from Pahusco, Oklahoma, and, and and we believe, you know, you just believed it. I Look, I like eating a hot dog. I don't want you to show me how it's made, you know? <laughs> right, that's right, right. And, and so to some degree and to some extent, I sit there and I just kind of go, why did you have to tell me how the hot dog's made? They didn't have to do that, Nikita. I know. I, you, you know, and, and, you know, people, you know, Vince McMahon Jr., uh, I guess, is tagged the one who really, you know, the first one to say it's sports entertainment. And he has his reasons for doing it. But but uh, I'm old school, and that's why I, that's why I live the gimmick because, I, I was taught to protect it at all costs, to still leave, as you're referring to, to still leave the mystery there, right? Like in your mind, it's like Archie Bunker I heard once said on, on one of those one of his shows, he was watching wrestling, and, and uh, meet the, the, his son-in-law Meathead comes in, and he goes, ah, Archie, why you, you, know, you know that's all fake, why are you watching that? And Archie's response was this, to your point, well, they might know what's ha- going to happen, but I don't, so shut up and let me watch it, right? Exactly. And and the thing is, the heat you guys got back in the day, the heat that you generated back, here you are, you're just this, you know, just listen to your fun-loving guy. You're an athlete. And, and, the, and then a couple years later, you're in the middle of some of the hottest feuds that will never be forgotten by the living fan. I mean, one of the Road Warriors pulled you into it. You're in the middle of a feud with them. Uh, you, you, uh, PWI, which back in the day um, was a, a defining uh, publication. You had a feud of the year. I know back in the mid-'80s, at one point you were a part of that. Um, how hard was it to, everywhere you went, just generate all that heat and stay in that accent and all that stuff? Or was it just fun after a while to kind of uh, fool the world? Yeah. In fact, I was at one point hated the most, I was voted the most hated guy in professional wrestling. I got a pastor friend of mine. He yeah. always introduced me. He goes, this 
wasn't a kid at Koloff. He was the most hated guy in the world. I said, Rick, in the world of wrestling, qualify that, right? But I was. I, and, and in fact, I was just, I just walked out of the radio studio. I'm, I'm transferring my, my biography to audiobook, and I was just talking about exactly what we're talking about right now, protecting the character, protecting the gimmick. My first ever match against Flair at the American Bash, you know, him flying in on a helicopter, the fans cheering me, right? And, and, and it was fun. Looking back, it was fun. Uh, and then to have the opportunity to be on the other side with Dusty Rhodes as the superpowers, I'm, fa- I'm really grateful I got to experience both good guy, bad guy, baby face, heel, and I just had a blast doing it. The TN Sports Show, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, getting underway uh, this weekend. Uh, it's going to be on March the 18th, Saturday. Meet your favorite sports stars. Uh, Jose Rio will be there from the Cincinnati Reds. Peerless Price, Travis Henry, Travis Stevens, the great Chris Lofton will be there. Uh, Nikita, who you're hearing right now, will be here. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat will be there. Butterbean is going to be there along with more. Uh, TNSportsShow.com for more information. And Nikita, when you get a chance to interact and do these events with people, what's that like for you all these years later to know that your work from several decades ago still resonates with folks, that they would... Uh, take time out of their day to come see you. That's what's the craziest part about all this. Uh, I was just uh, in Ohio last weekend uh, doing a signing up there, and I literally, uh, it's you want to talk about being humbled? Um, guy comes up to me, he goes, I only came here to see you. I'm like, oh, wow, like, where are you from? He goes, I drove from Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, my gosh. Like, how long that? I go, how long that take you? He goes, 11 hours. I go, wow. He goes, you're the, and he was totally serious. Came up to me two or three times after that and goes, I really can't thank you enough for being so kind and this is this. But Little Rock Arkansas, a guy flew in from Houston, Texas, to meet me in Ohio, right? Um, and so, yeah, to be removed really about, thir- at this point, 30 years from the, and for a fan to still want to meet me or willing to, to make that kind of sacrifice is in nothing but humbling. And that's so I'm looking forward to coming to Knoxville, man, to the, uh, Civic Center there in Knoxville this Saturday. I'm going to be there from 12 p.m. to or 12 to 3, 12 to 3. Awesome. Uh, it's part of the legends. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be able to come and meet all the wonderful fans there. You know, I've, I've never had, I say this on the air, I've never had a bad time at a baseball game anywhere, and I've never had a bad time when I've gone to a wrestling match. I, I don't care whether it's local, indie, uh, something, you know, uh, on the big national stage. It's just hard to have a bad time. But you guys in your era went out of your way, sacrificed your bodies to entertain people night in and night out. Like, to the, to the casual or to the f- person not familiar with this crazy world we're talking about, saying, why are you interviewing this guy on a, on a sports show, it's very simple. These people literally sacrificed themselves, and some didn't live to tell about it uh, and fell into uh, various uh, excesses because the pain becomes so great. On, on a year, when you were in, in, in uh, the WCW world, when you are first there, how many nights out of a 365 day are you traveling back then? It's a great question, and just to put it in perspective for all your listeners, and, and I do appreciate 
you know, the, the respect that you and, and many others now show to, to us as athletes, even though it is, yes, quote, entertainment, but, it, but it, you know, there's still a lot of athleticism that's, that's required in that ring in and out to do what we do. Uh, but to put it in perspective, in 1986, I had 454 matches. What? In 1986, I had 454 matches. So you were doing two-a-days, as we say in the trade. You do one in the afternoon and one at night somewhere? Many weekends were filled with uh, just a, so we, we would maybe wrestle on a Friday night, maybe in a Richmond, Virginia, jump on our planes, fly to Atlanta, have to be in the TBS studio by 8 a.m. On, right. on, on Saturday morning to film three hours of television, two hours for Saturday night, one hour for Sunday night. You could potentially have a match on both of those segments, get to Columbus, Georgia, Saturday afternoon and have a matinee, go back to the Omni in, in Atlanta that night for a match, over to Asheville, North Carolina for a matinee on Sunday, over to Charlotte for, a, for an event that night. That was a typical weekend. And when you would look into that camera on TBS, and I was a little, and I was, uh, I wasn't a little kid. I was teenager at the time, but I thought to myself, I would hate to get in the ring with that sob and make him mad, because buddy, you were one big dude. So let's let's do this on the way out here, because I want to ask you about your faith and your ministry uh, before we go. And he's going to be uh, Nikita's going to be at the TN Sports Show again. You just heard him say he's going to be there noon to three on Sunday over at the Civic Coliseum, TNSportsShow.com online. I've got a, a partner low these many years, Bino Jeff Henderson, and Bino is a clown. Okay, cut a promo on him, please, in Russian, and tell Bino what will happen to him if he shows up or if he tries to match wits with me on Friday. Uh, as he will on this show. He attempts to match wits with me, but it is literally like him taking a fork to a knife fight. It's not good. Uh, tell him what would happen to him, though, in your best Russian accent if he showed up on Saturday. Well, I tell you right now, Bino, you, uh, you mess up and you go down. You go down. Watch your back with a Russian circle. I do my best work from behind, and you go down like Ric Flair went down. Uh, your Christian faith, uh, front and center in your life. Um, tell me about it. Yes, sir. Just I appreciate that. Just very, very quickly. So, Koloff for Christ Ministries. You know, I didn't come to, to faith in the Lord in the, in the Lord Jesus till eleven months after I left wrestling. Nineteen seventeen October nineteen ninety three. I had left wrestling under my own terms. Walked away under my own terms at age uh, thirty three. Uh, come to the Lord at age 34, have a genuine encounter at the altar with him, opens up a whole nother world for me. And uh, if you fast forward all these years later, I look back, wrestling was just a training ground because I flew on airplanes, rented cars, stayed in yep. hotels, talked to microphones in front of cameras. Now for the last 30 years, I've been doing the identical same thing, and I've been to 36 different countries and territories, all 50 states, I preached in over 1,200 churches. I just stopped counting there. Lex Luger and I now run a camp every spring and fall uh, called Man Camp, where we take small groups of men to empower and equip them with the tools to be a godly man, a godly husband, and a godly father. And I do one. I do these one-day conferences. I preach on Sundays. Beautiful, uh, man. man. I got radio show, podcast, man-up TV show, so much going on. 
uh, and I'm just so grateful, writing books and doing audio books and all kinds of stuff. So if folks want to interact with you, reach out, learn more about what you're doing. And by the way, the event is Saturday. I, I am a... I am a detail challenge moron, but God uses me just the same. But I am an absolute goofball when it comes to the deal. My wife just texted me and said, it's Saturday, as well as the event promoter. It's Saturday. It's Saturday at the Coliseum. How do they interact with you, Nikita Koloff? How do they find you? Uh, easy. One-stop shop. If you want to learn more about my books or you want to learn more about Man Camp or you want to connect to my podcast or TV show, or radio show, any of that, uh, just go to koloff.net, K-O-L-O-F-F.net, and you can link and connect to me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all right there. I, I do daily posts encouraging. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. 
Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickwire Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Dr. Mike Steele. Tune in to American Steel, a weekly discussion of topics and events related to the challenges in our world. Listen as we examine the path to relevance and truth in our society and culture. You can catch the show on 101.7 WKOM at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Also, we can be found online at WKOM Radio or on Twitter at WKOM WKRM. See you on Sunday. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Are you betting on the SEC tournament in Nashville? Today at Action 24-7, use code MARCH to get a 300% deposit match up to $20 on your first deposit. Action 24-7 is Tennessee's only locally owned and operated sportsbook. Download the app or visit action247.com to start winning. Please bet responsibly. This responsible gaming message is brought to you by the Tennessee Lottery. When you play the lottery, it's important to play responsibly. Know your limit and spend only what you can afford. Set a budget and stick to it. And remember, as long as you're having fun, you're always a winner in our book. The Tennessee Lottery is a proud supporter of National Problem Gambling Awareness Month. To learn more about problem gambling resources, visit tnlottery.com. Ah, fun is in full bloom, Tennessee, and the multiplier instant games are buzzing in. These colorful tickets offer chances to multiply your wins 10, 20, 50, and even 100 times. It's a beautiful day for bigger and bigger prizes, and they're ripe for the picking right now. 
Find the multiplayer instant games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.